Welcome to the podcast Benzo Tired. I'm your host, Naftal Benesti, and I'm Dutch. Join me on my journey into the world of benzodiazepines, withdrawal, bind, and more. Disclaimer, always consult your physician for medical advice. This is episode 46, Mika Janssen's Coach, and today it's July 24th, 2023. On July 17, 2023, I spoke to Mika Janssens from Belgium. Mika got exposed to benzodiazepines through alternative ways, the party scene, and online. Mika used benzos initially to sleep, but later on used them to be sedated. Mika used high dosages of Lindormin, which is brotizolam, and Dormicum, which is midazolam, versed, or hypnovil. When she experienced severe symptoms and interdose withdrawal, she contacted her doctor who switched her to 90 milligrams of Valium, which is diazepam. Mika shares her entire story, including her taper and jump, which was about two and a half months ago. When she realized there was a lack of proper guidance on how to safely taper in her country, she decided on being a coach to help using her lived experience. During her taper, Mika sought psychological help to deal with her underlying issues. I think this episode is interesting for people who specifically who got their benzos online and not through a prescription of a doctor. Hi, Mika. Welcome to Benzo Tired. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Could you share with the audience um, your first exposure to a benzodiazepine? Uh, well, my first exposure to benz- benzodiazepines was um, I used to party a lot. And uh, to get to sleep at night, it was after party, it was kind of hard. So, um, yeah, some friends introduced me to benzos and uh, so I could sleep. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a very useful tool at the time. Um, but then after a while, it, um, for me, it became, um, yeah, it became a tool to not feel stuff. Um, I'm very emotional. But I, I've never learned how to deal with emotions. So um, when there was uh, something big happening in my life, like something um, where I felt bad about, um, I started taking them to not um, oh, to uh, not think too much at night because I kept myself awake, thinking, thinking, thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, so I took benzo to be able to sleep even without a party. But, but a question here then. Um, so in the party scene, would you get several kinds of benzodiazepines? Did you know it was a benzodiazepine? Was it one singular kind of benzo that you took? Well, at the time, in the beginning, it was just what, what my friends could offer me because I, I, I didn't have them myself. So it was... Uh, and then I, I went to my doctor. I explained um, why I needed them, uh, why, I, why I wanted them. Uh, and they my doctor gave me a box like every six months i got a box or something so i could i, I uh and that was always one kind and, and can you remember what kind of benzos you were on during your party kind of era uh the the one my doctor prescribed me was like uh i don't know the the i only know the 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 brand name it was lindorbin but i i don't remember what what the active substance of it was actually so it's only the brand name 
Okay, so you got prescribed Lindermin, which is Brotizolam. Brotizolam? Wow, I've never heard of that. And I, I'm guessing a lot of the audience <laughs> members, um, listeners won't be aware of that either. Okay, so that was the benzodiazepine your doctor prescribed you. Yes. Um, so at least you did go to the doctor. Like, I have a problem with benzodiazepines, and I'm guessing you wanted to come off, and you sought help for that. Uh, no, at the time, I just wanted I wanted the doctor to prescribe me so I could go partying and sleep after. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. And how was your doctor? He was, like, compliant? He was like, oh, um, sure. Actually, my, my, my doctor, uh, my old doctor, he, he didn't see a problem with it. Um, so, but then he retired, and I had to find a new doctor. And the first time I asked my new doctor, it was like she gave me a pamphlet for a psychologist. Mm -hmm. um and i was like what the fuck <laughs> um but afterwards now i'm like okay this was a really healthy reaction of her mm -hmm. um to uh, give me a pamphlet for for yeah to get mental health i help for my for my uh, mental state and but that's it. i convinced her that it was only for partying and and uh, eventually she she gave me the prescription but that i was like one box every six months or so okay uh, so but then Later on, I was like, um, in this was the end of 2020, I think there was yeah some some very annoying stuff happening in my life, and I was yeah depressed is a big word, but I was feeling really bad, and there were a lot of emotions, and I couldn't deal with them, and um, so I started ordering benzos online because um, all I wanted to do was sleep. Actually, I just didn't want to feel what I was feeling, and I you wanted to be numbed. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just wanted to escape the, 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 the emotions and the feelings because I didn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. um, so I started ordering online. I started looking for them online and it was actually quite easy to find them. Um, so I started ordering uh, Temazepam and uh, Midazolam. Um, so those were the ones that um, I started taking then. Yeah. And for for the audience, um, when we had our vetting call and you, you said the midazolam, which uh, brand name is Dormicum, I had that one for like two days. It made me suicidal. And I had no clue that it was a benzodiazepine. And the Americans will properly know this drug as Versit, which is used a lot in hospitals. So yeah, it, it will knock you out for sure. So yeah, go on. Yeah, definitely. That did the trick. Uh, like it, in Belgium, it's you can't get it in Belgium because it's only used in hospitals. Uh, it's It's used to people who are um so sick that they're dying like the last care mm -hmm. um it's used if i'm not mistaken for um to to put animals to sleep when they want to to have when they, when they need surgery but you can't get it as a in a pill for form here in belgium mm -hmm. um so i ordered it from a dutch site most of those sites were dutch um and it did the trick it, it knocked me out completely so i took yeah, it started at one at night, but then after a while it was two at night, three at night. But it was re it's really heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I woke up in the morning and I thought it was too early, and I was like, "Oh no, the do the day is gonna be so long. Uh, I don't want to face my issues." So um, I took one in the morning um, to sleep some more. And then, but after a while, it's it's very it's a very strong benzo, but it's really short acting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it didn't take me long to develop to develop um, interdose withdrawals. Um, so I, I yeah took one. I took them at night. I took them in the morning and in the afternoon. I was already shaking and feeling terrible. And and uh, so 
yeah, I started taking them at noon too, to just sleep, sleep, sleep uh, all day, all night. Um, right, right. And, and this is ongoing whilst you have the prescription drugs from your doctor, the, the well, prescription I, no, I don't. I didn't take them anymore. Those prescription. Okay, um, you were no. just getting them um, online. I was, yeah, getting everything online. Okay, then what happens? Um, yeah, that went on for like three months or so. Um, but I was also taking. I have a lot of back problems, and I was also taking heavy painkillers like opioids. Um, and so I was, I was combining the 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 opioids with the very heavy benzo use right um and one night i was like um i still haven't decided i still don't know if it was a panic attack or or it was something something worse but all night i couldn't breathe um i i i was i was just scared i was i was gonna die um well you could have because it is a dangerous yeah. combination <laughs> it's indeed it a dangerous combination so <laughs> yes. so i don't know if it was really something like where i could have died from or it was just a panic attack i i have no idea but it could have been both like it could it was a really dangerous moment i think we can um say that you were not in a good place at the time no no absolutely not absolutely right. not and that scared the hell out of me um so during that night i confessed everything to my girlfriend because she didn't know i was doing it uh without her knowledge uh i confessed everything to her um she yeah, she stayed with me all night because I was so I was freaking out so much. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we, we discussed that I had to call the doctor because my doctor didn't know anything either. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, I called my doctor, I was just crying my eyes out. Um, I called my doctor. And she was like, she was she Yeah, she was she was very surprised, of course. Uh, because by that but that by that time, I took like 100 milligrams of uh, Midazolam a, a day. Oh um, my goodness! Which wow. is like I think if you it's the one point three thirty three uh, multiplier, so I think it's like one thirty or one forty milligrams of diazepam, the, the equivalent. Wow. Um, but my doctor was like, "Okay, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help." So that was really, really cool of her, actually. Um, so she, um, but she she confessed that she didn't have a lot of experience with benzo addiction and, and uh dependency. withdrawal and stuff yeah. yeah okay so she uh said um she was gonna yeah make some calls and and talk to some specialists uh some people who knew more, more of her uh than her and then she called me back and said yeah come over um i have a plan for you uh so i went there and she uh yeah this this addiction specialist had um told her to switch me to diazepam Mm -hmm. It's mostly done, uh, but in one time. So a switchover, not a crossover. A switch over, yeah, yeah, a switchover. So one day I stopped the midazolam, and then uh, the day after I started the diazepam. How, how much Valium or diazepam did you get? 90, 90, 90. And how was how was that switchover? Actually, I was very lucky because I I don't remember having a lot of problems with I was in a bad play in a bad state already so mm. I don't re really remember that it got worse mm -hmm. um so I was very lucky because that could have been that could have been a totally different story um uh, to be honest I don't remember a lot from those first few months because 90 milligrams of diazepam I was like a zombie um mm -hmm. 
and and it's all it's all very blurry at the time. That's okay. We all have that. Well, at least you know, like me, I, I come from high dosages as well, and I have total gaps in my memory as well. I try my best to gather them and recall them, but yeah, we get it. So okay, so you start your taper withdrawal, a ninety milligrams of diazepam slash Valium, and at the same time, were you kind of informing yourself on what benzos were, or is that later in your journey? No, at the I was I was already I was already uh, looking all over the internet to find um, all the information I could get because I've been looking into detox uh, facilities. Um, I'd been looking into yeah what withdrawal symptoms were, uh, what I could expect. And what did you um, find? What what were your findings? Did you find the Ashton Manual first or something else? No, the Ashton Manual I didn't I didn't find myself. Um, I found a lot of uh, forums and uh, a couple of Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. um, and there was, yeah, I read a lot of uh, Wikipedia stuff and, and um, so the, the, the basic, the basic lists of what the withdrawal symptoms are. And, and um, I did find a lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, but my main find was a Facebook, a, a Belgian, no, a Dutch Belgian Facebook group, uh, which I joined immediately and where they um, had lots and lots of information. Um, they also, I always say they saved, they saved me because my doctor orig originally um, gave me a 10 week taper plan for the 10 weeks milligram. for the 90. Oh my yeah, goodness. 10 week okay. taper plan. It was like <laughs> minus 10 every week. Um, and then stop and then the last two weeks were like going to 10 going to five and then stop oh my goodness um, okay but i think day one even before i even had the diazepam um i found this facebook group group benzo striders and they uh which means they, benzo warriors in warriors English. Yeah, yeah sorry yeah no it's and fine they, it's fine and they um yeah they explained to me how uh, about hyperbolic tapering and how you should not do more than 10 percent every two weeks um so i yeah i went to my doctor with that plan and at first she was like no that's gonna take too long and i was like yeah but this is my body this is my ultimately it's my decision yeah it should uh, be patient-led yeah totally. Yeah. and then yeah she was she was she was going with it it didn't take a lot of convincing actually okay um so she was fine with it and she because she's the one who had to who had to prescribe of course and so if she would have said no i would have been it would have been fucked yeah yeah <laughs> okay okay so so you start at 90 um you find the facebook group and you find the information on on strategies to taper and how did you taper did you do like a five percent cut or ten percent and how many weeks would you do that um i yeah, the, the advice I got in the Facebook group was 10% every two weeks, but I uh, felt better with 5% every week. Um, so okay. the step was a little small, a bit, little bit smaller. Um, right. And I could, I think I could pull that off because I didn't have, yeah, it was, the paper was not fun, of course, but um, my symptoms were manageable. I think if you, um, if you have a lot of, if you, if you react uh, heavily on the steps, then you need those two weeks to uh, stabilize. But right. uh, I had what, enough other 5% a week, actually. What were your symptoms during the taper? Um, the terrible fatigue. Um, I remember at one, I, at a couple of points, I was like, if I have to feel like this for another week or another, uh, another month, I don't want to go on anymore. Um, I was so tired all the time. Um, were you sleeping? 
Yes, I was sleeping. I was fortunate to to I have slept through entire my through entire my entire taper. Oh my gosh. Um, I was a lot of very people are gonna lucky. be jealous. A yeah, lot of people are gonna I know. be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So um that's interesting. So five percent a week and this is did you ever uh pause? Did you ever hold or did you just keep kept on going? I think I kept on going. I don't think I ever took an extra week somewhere, no. Okay. Okay. No. And 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 how would you manage to do so with a five percent uh, reduction on like in the lower regions? Like, did you um, do a, a scale or water titration or? I was lucky enough that I live in Belgium. Um, here in Belgium, we can um, we have compounding pharmacies. Um, right. So um, my doctor just prescribed. I went. I made a list of my doses, like uh, four point three five one, and then like three, three digits after the comma. Um, I went to my doctor, she prescribed me and my uh, pharmacist made the capsules um, with the right doses for me. So I didn't have to shave off and I didn't have to weigh. Uh, it was all done for me, for me. That sounds like bliss. And you, wouldn't have, to, like, pay, <laughs> and you wouldn't have to pay extra for that? Yeah, it was, I, I think it was extra. It was not cheap, um, but, but I, I, I gladly paid the extra money to not have to right. deal with the, the shaving and the, the weighing and the... Fair enough, the, fair enough. Was... Okay, and, and how were your kind of like last weeks till the jump? How did that go and how did the jump go? Well, the last weeks till the jump were like, you get so um, impatient, like you want it to be over with. Like I tapered, I tapered for two and a half years and it was like, I just had enough of it, um, but I kept going like on the the, the normal the normal uh, pace, and uh, yeah, it just get, got better all the time. I was like more uh, alert and um, more how, how do you say um, more aware or? yeah aware of the the my surroundings and my life and my body right. and, and everything was more clear right 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 um and the jump i i jumped two and a half months ago um congratulations and you're like you're when you you're looking forward to that jump i've been looking forward to for that jump for more uh, to that jump for more than two years and it was like you expect it to be some this big big thing and then there's the jump and nothing really, nothing really changes. Yeah. I've heard it's very <laughs> anti-climatic when you, yeah. uh, when you do that. It's so like the only thing you don't, yeah. you don't have to do anymore is take that little pill at night, but it's not like you feel different or you. Right. It's right. just, yeah. <laughs> so you jumped two and a half months ago and, yes. and how are you feeling now? Have you noticed more improvement or it's kind of like it already was improved? Oh, it was it was already improved and there's still some lingering symptoms like um i've been been suffering for from headaches and migraines for two and a half for the last four or five months i think um i'm now on day 12 i think of migraines um in a row um and and yeah, there's the concentration and the memory is still not what it should be. And I tend to get overstimulated very easy. Um, the morning anxiety is, is still the same as it was when I was tapering. So it's actually a bit the same as during the last months of, of, 
of tapering. It's not right. it's not really bad. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm right. very lucky. I know that. Um, it's not really bad, but it's it's not it's not great either. Right, right. I get it. So, um, in your whole journey of tapering and and no noticing that you had become dependent, when did you really learn about benzodiazepines and what they really do and how they act and stuff? Um, yeah, I started well, on the when I when I found the Facebook group. That's the moment I, I yeah I started learning more about yeah what kind of poison they were and and um, what they can do and and what they are and. and Right. Um, and and I started digging in at yeah I think at, on day one um, I'm always I'm, I'm the kind of person who wants to uh, know everything mm -hmm. so if I'm dealing with something I I want to look it up and and I had the same with with benzodiazepines I just wanted to know as much as I could right um, and so I I started with learning in the Facebook group and then interacting with the administration with the administrators there. And then after a while, I, I became moderator in the group. And then after a couple months later, I became I, I joined the moder uh, the administration team. Um, so I started helping others and and looking up information for other people, not just for myself. Um, so I, I tried to learn as much as I could actually. Okay, yeah. okay. And and what made you decide to become a, a taper coach um, or benzo coach? After a while, I was I was because um, I followed a lot of therapy me, during my taper. I, I went uh, to therapy just to learn how to deal with emotions, my to to fix the underlying problem. Um, and everywhere I came and everywhere I looked, I found people who could help me with that. But nobody really knew what tapering was and what withdrawal symptoms were and and what to expect and how to deal with those. And it just it just was very difficult to find somebody who who could understand who, mm -hmm. who was willing to to try to understand mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there was this really yeah this this complete lack of of people who understood what what, what i was going to um and that frustrated the hell out of me because you want somebody to you want somebody to um to talk about it, um, you want somebody to say, like, "Yeah, like I acknowledge that um, these things are from tapering, and this is how you can try to deal with these things." Like my doctor would always say, "No, it's not from tapering. Uh, it's like, yeah, the headaches is from, I don't know." Uh, at one point, I had this this um, short bursts of panic when I was standing on top of the stairs, and it was like there's this panic coming over me, like I'm gonna fall. And it only lasted like 30 seconds or so and then it was gone i told my doctor and she was like oh you have a panic you have a panic disorder and i was like no it's from tapering and she was like no I, i'm writing your file that you have a panic disorder and i was like mm, i need somebody who who can tell me like no it's normal it's from tapering. Well, not gaslight you yeah yeah because, you know gaslighting is such a big big deal in our community unfortunately that this happens to almost all of us you yes. know being being mislabeled misdiagnosed and gaslighted so that's 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 horrible yeah the mislabeling is, is terrible indeed like the, the so i i i really missed that somebody who who could who could just understand what i was going through or just say like okay no worries it will it will pass it's just tapering you're not going crazy or um and since there was no one i could find yeah it, I, I i when i got closer to uh, when i was like 
a year out from my jump, I was like, I, I want to, I really want to do something for the people who are in the same boat as me. Um, right, right, totally get that. So, so one of my questions, I'm just very interested um, because you're my first Belgium guest on the show. Um, and you're, we're basically neighbors in terms of countries, right? <laughs> yes. Um, what have you learned about how, um, how big the problem is in terms of benzodiazepines in Belgium? It's terrible. It's, 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 um, I don't know the exact numbers. There was this, this, um, this article in one of the renowned, um, magazines not too long ago, it was like five out of 10 people take benzodiazepines regularly yeah. um but but i i don't i don't know i don't remember the exact numbers but the numbers were it's a lot huge. it's more it it's was... more than yeah it's more than the average dutch people i also read that article um it, i i'm just guessing here that there's really no place else that people can go in belgium like in the netherlands there's not really a place where you can go with your benzodiazepine problem in terms of like doctors and facilities psychiatrists i'm guessing it's no different in belgium yeah, I assume there are some some um, some uh, institutions where you can go, but they're more more uh, specialized in like drug or alcohol abuse or. Right. But for the medication medication stuff, it's it's really non-existent actually. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, there's a big gap, yeah. and I'm always happy when um, coaches come on because there's such a big need of them internationally. So um, thank you for that. So in terms of where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on my website. It's uh, back to balanced uh, uh, coaching.be. Um, I'm located in, in Hesselt, that's uh, yeah, in Belgium. Uh, but I do my um, taper coaching sessions, sessions uh, online. So through Zoom meetings. So it's a uh, it's doable, doable for everybody. I can't expect everybody to come and drive to my little little village. Uh, so I do the Zoom sessions. Um, right, right. I mean, I think most people um, do it that way. I mean, that's the, the gift of the internet that we yes, get to do true. that. So um, if people are listening currently and they are in benzo withdrawal, what is um, the advice that you would like to give them? Uh, take it slow. Uh, don't rush things because if you rush things, it, it can take it can take a lot longer uh, for you to heal. Um, and try to yeah try to keep a level head if you if you know that the things are from withdrawal. Um, it's easy to start panicking if you think oh no I have this this there's something very very uh, bad going on. With me like uh, I have a headache I must have a brain tumor because that's what the benzo brain tells you uh, try to keep a level head and realize that uh, it's from the tapering um, it's from the poison you're you try, you're trying to get rid of um, it's not easy but it's it's really important to to uh, yeah to keep realizing that it's it's all from the and read read as much as you can without without uh, if you can without panicking yeah uh, definitely because it's it's yeah yeah I, I you totally read a lot of horror agree. stories and you have to be able to filter the 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 horror stories out of the unfortunately yeah. the, the uh the reality is often a horror story 
Right, right. Yeah. I think, you know, what is also very interesting um, about your personal story in terms of benzodiazepines, and I was thinking at some point maybe to do an episode on it, but, you know, now that now that I have you here, <laughs> it's I think it's fascinating because um, what you said earlier is very true. You can just buy benzos online, at least in the Netherlands and so in Belgium as well then. And I think that is like a big concern. We've, we've got the designer benzos. I think there's a, a whole group of people, especially the party people, as you will, um, that are taking benzos and they have like, we didn't, I didn't know. And I was prescribed by a doctor, but you know, those people really don't know. And I think what you did, so this is kind of my point, what you did, like fess up to your doctor and be like, Hey, I've got a problem with benzodiazepines. That was the best thing that you could have done. Yes. Absolutely. So if people are listening and they're on some funky ass benzo that you haven't heard of or whatever, you're like, I'm partying and I got a benzo and you become physically dependent, the, the best step would be to get informed and get to a doctor and ask for help. So I think you did really well. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that was that was the smartest move I could I could take is um, actually this 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 whole benzo adventure. Um, it was actually a good thing for me it was I it was it was bad of course uh but in the end it's I got off and I'm much stronger than I was before um I've really found the strength in myself to get over this to um work on my underlying issue um I can deal with emotions a lot better but it's all because I I took the decision I I decided to tell my doctor that I had a problem and get off the stuff yeah um, yeah Good for you. Good for you. Thank you so much for your time, Mika. And we'll be in touch. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. In the episode description, you will find uh, the link to the website of Mika. Um, it's currently in Dutch only. So if you would want to be in touch with Mika and you're not Dutch speaking, um, you can send an English email to her in the link that I also added to the episode description. Thank you for listening to the episode. Be well, be safe. Remember, it's not a race. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, go to paypal.me slash